All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another totally tubular turtle time for alliteration. Cowabunga. We are reviewing all of the Ninja Turtle movies here on Roll Film, and we have a very radical guest with us today. Please, everyone, welcome Dustin Meadows. Dustin, thanks so much for coming today. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to talk Ninja Turtles. Oh, it's turtle talk time. I have Greg. I don't Hi. have I don't have like a alliterate great Greg. There we go. Gracious Greg. I mean, there's you are not gracious. I'm not going to lie to people. <laughs> no, you're right. That's the truth. So this is the second theatrical release for the Turtles live action. The Secret of the Ooze, one of the most popular out of all of them. And before we get into it, Dustin, tell us a little bit about your experience with the Turtles and what they mean to you. I was born in 83, right around the time that they were initially conceived by uh, Eastman and Laird's comic book, uh, Riffin' on Daredevil. I was introduced to the cartoon series first, and then I discovered the comic book shortly after. So the Turtles were one of my earliest obsessions. Like, my mom got me the toys, we watched the cartoon, we watched all the movies when they came out, I read the comics, I even read like a lot of the spinoffs later, like Manimals with like Mondo, Gecko, and Man Ray, and Slash, and all the other like like tertiary Ninja Turtles characters. I've only just recently actually kind of started going back into them, because the last decade of my life, horror's been calling a lot of the shots, so I've not left room for much else, but with the new Ninja Turtles movie coming out, you guys invited me on to do this, I was like, oh yeah, I should kind of dive back into this, and I was like, oh right, I, I really love Ninja Turtles, like, warts and all. <laughs> Never forget um, your roots. Donatello was always my favorite. Uh, he was the George Harrison of the Ninja Turtles. Uh, in my <laughs> never heard that my purview. Yeah, he was the genius, and he was the one that I think was the most slept on of the Ninja Turtles because everybody wanted to either be Raph or Michelangelo. Because uh, like, oh, Raph's got a bad attitude. He's cool. I was like, nah, he's just a dick. And Michelangelo was just like the skater of the group. But I like Donatello because he was smart, and I. I was one of those uh, smart but doesn't apply himself kids, which really I just hated school. So, But for whatever reason, my dad, uh, when I was a kid, had a pair of nunchucks, and I was playing Ninja Turtles, uh, and I gave myself a concussion. So they've been with me for a very long time, and that also might be why I am the way I am. Yeah. Wow. That's a great origin story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, solid. I love. I it. will yeah. say... Whenever we played the video game, everyone wanted to be Donnie because of the Bo Staff reach. He's got that reach. Yeah, he was I phenomenal. Actually, uh, I just bought, was it Shredder's Revenge, the newest game that they made? I hear it's awesome. It, it is. It's it's a lot of fun. It's uh, really cool. It is surprisingly complicated for, yeah. uh, for a side-scrolling beat-em-up. There is a very extensive moves list. Yeah, I bought the Cowabunga collection. I, I went with my heart because I know Shredder's Revenge is a new game. But I've been playing all the old ones with uh, Chris, my son. And he thinks he's so good at the arcade because you can have unlimited lives. I was like, you don't understand the pressure here. Yeah. You don't know the pain of pumping in quarters and running out when you got to the shredder. So every time he dies, I take money from his college account. Well, that doesn't go. exist. That doesn't so exist. I'm just, yeah, yeah I'm just cr racking up credit card debt. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> why am I going to night school, Dad? Because you couldn't get the shredder on one life. That's why. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I'm excited to, to rewatch all of these. This one, you know, 
the first one in 1990 really took the world by storm. But as we left the theater, we everyone's like, what is going to be next? And we got Secret of the Ooze. And before we get into how excited this movie makes us ooze, let's have <laughs> Greg give us the numbers. All right. We don't want to ooze a little bit more first. Oh, I've already been oozing like I've this oozed whole time. twice before you asked. Yeah. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two, The Secret of the Ooze. This was released in 1991. Got a rating of PG and a runtime of an hour and 28 minutes. That is so impressive. I, I can't believe how well they tell these stories so quickly. Yeah, I thought so too. But like to me, this one, but I, you know, a little pause sidebar before we get to the synopsis. Like, there's a lot of dead parts in this movie. I thought, you know, that that could just be me overanalyzing it. But I feel like probably. this movie might not had. It could have been probably ten minutes shorter. There were just <laughs> some really slow, slow parts that, that that really like. It's like did they just not know how to cut? Like, there's the, definitely some parts that feel like filler for yeah. sure. The turtles. So, and Shredder battle once again, this time for the last canister of ooze that created the Turtles, which Shredder wants to unleash an army of new mutants. The movie had a budget of $25 million. Opening wow. Weekend, opening weekend, it did not do well. Um, really? It only Well, it did okay. <laughs> it's, it did uh, $20 million, which isn't too bad, but I would have assumed after the first one that people would have been flocking to the theaters to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um Worldwide gross to this day, again, this was in 91, we're now in 2023, surprisingly low, $78.6 million, which I guess I kind of get that. It's the time, right? Like, this is still heavy VHS times and low streaming agreements and this, that, or the other. Zero streaming. Non-existent (laughs) streaming. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. To me, that seems low. But then again, like... What is that number times inflation to today's time? Like, does that mean, you know? It's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. I mean, and this is also still in an era when video, like home rental, was very much, like, viable. So, I mean, I'd be curious if that money is factored into, like, their total gross. That's a seriously great question, John. I don't know if you have any old contacts from Blockbuster HQ, but like, how does that work when they decide that they want a movie in order to rent out to consumers? Like, how does that go towards the money of the movie? Do you think they told the customer service reps how that works? Call somebody from corporate. You do. You want me to call Viacom, who actually owns the Ninja Turtles now, which is ironic. Yeah, call anyone. See if you can get a hold of Shredder. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Call William Fickner. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, that does shock me. I would have thought it would have actually surpassed the original. Be- now, I will say, Turtle Fatigue, I, will- I don't think had hit yet because I, you know, a lot of people didn't realize that seven seasons of the animated series, I probably only watched three and it was enough and turtles were everywhere. Maybe it was the parents. Mm-hmm. Maybe the parents were like, no. And I don't know if Vanilla Ice had the pool that they thought he did. I mean, I was excited to see him. But I, I, was... I think that was definitely peak. Like, the end of the year had to have been, like, the peak of right. Vanilla Ice. Because, yeah. God, Cool as Ice had to have been either that year or the following. Oh and God, then like, that movie. We got to watch that. And then movie. it was all downhill for him. I don't want to get into this too much because I'm going to talk about when we start talking about the movie. But I think part of it might be that compared to the first one this is a much more kid-friendly movie absolutely yes and i know that that was intentional 
very lighthearted. I know that there was so much critique of the first one being super violent, which, as we also know, is super cool. And, yeah, that and was... also super in keeping with the comic books. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the first movie was such a good mesh or mutation of the <laughs> comic and the cartoon. Like it had the funny, it had like the humor and the, and the characteristics of the cartoon characters. But then the, the, the fight choreography was amazing and it was mm-hmm. obviously violent. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, yeah, you're not wrong. I think that that does have something to do with it because they did say that the first movie was ultraviolet or violent. Sorry. Also um, ultraviolet. Ultra ultraviolet <laughs> is a different thing. Um, But, you know, I don't get that. But at the same time, we're now so desensitized towards what they thought was super heavy with violence back then. <laughs> like e- even tonally, it's a darker film, too. Oh, 100%. I don't disagree with that at all. Like, I just think it's funny that they they muted it down so much for the sequel. Not only did we not get the return of the original April O'Neil because she had an issue with the violence on the set of the first one. And honestly, the director said that she was kind of a pain in the ass. I'm, I'm summarizing, but she was apparently a pain in the butt. Obviously, she didn't get invited back, but that in itself really did tone down this sequel. I mean... I am correct in knowing that they don't use their weapons for their primary at weapons all. at all, right? Like it was all. almost all hand to hand, yeah, or like weird, like the the meat cuts and like yeah, they, the cold, they were the, yeah, the, the combat the cold cuts, yeah. combat cold cuts, and uh, you yeah, know, like the, there's literally a moment in the opening scene where Leonardo throws his swords into the ceiling and uses them like as leverage to kick a dude in the face instead of using his swords on the dude in front of him. Like yeah. it's a cool little thing, but then the entire movie is stuff like that. Not well, just what that about Donatello? Moment. Donatello using a Nerf bat to I was like, he's not hurting that guy. I mean, I know part of it was, I don't know. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> Although I will, I will say that is one of my favorite little sight gags in the movie, though. Yeah. So I'm o- I'm okay with that. I'm also okay with just about anything Donnie does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into the movie here. The opening, much different than the first one. However, I also think effective. Yes. I haven't seen these movies probably since middle school. Like, we get a pretty decent little display of Ernie Reyes Jr.'s moves, like in that opening scene. And then he basically sits out almost the entire movie after that. Which is a real bummer because, like, he's he's a fantastic martial artist and fight choreographer. Mm Like, I mean, before movies, like, him and his dad literally were, like, tournament competing martial artists. So, like, and he, to this day, continues to work, like, uh, does, like, a lot of stunt work, does, like, a lot of smaller roles to have some more involved, like, fight choreography and stuff like that, which is a shame, because, like, especially after what happened to Brandon Lee a few years after that, like, I think Ernie Reyes Jr. could have stepped up and been that next guy. Yeah. I mean, even when he was a kid in Red Sonia, the kid could move like it was mm-hmm. really impressive. So, I, yeah, I was a big Kino fan as a kid. You know, pizza delivery by, I guess, by night and also martial artist by night. So it was all yeah. except when he was trying out, he was always working at night. But that you're right. He didn't really do much. I mean, he had character development, but as far as martial arts and then ironically just kicking that canister like it was nothing out of Shredder's hand was pretty funny, too. Like, oh, yeah, he, I, he yeah. has like. Four scenes this whole movie, I think. They must have promised them surf ninjas if he did this. I showed my fiance this the other night. She's never seen any of the movies. 
And like, and I even said, I was like, I guarantee you this movie is how he got surf ninjas, even though he barely is in this movie. It was an interesting choice to bring him in and, you know, because Kino, he's not been in any of the other turtles, right? He's not been brought well, up at any wasn't point Wasn't he time. one of the turtle actors? Wasn't he in one of the suits in the first one? I think he might have been. Because only two of the in-suit actors returned for this one. Oh, it's got to be uh, hell. And, like and, in the suits, actually in the suits. Yeah. It's yeah. got to be terrible doing all those stunts in those Oh, things. I'm sure. But... God, the the fact that they can move in these suits the way they do, like even though they're they're still doing a lot of hand to hand stuff, like rewatching this was like they're doing backflips in like these suits that probably have to add minimum an extra fifty pounds to like what they're working against. A hundred percent real martial arts with the heaviest, hottest suits known to man. They had a bigger budget in this movie by a lot more because the original budget was $13.5 They said that these were a type 2 suit, so it wasn't the same exact suits from the first one. Lighter, they were easier to move instead of actual cords and stuff to pull the facial expressions. It was all manipulated through inside the mask. Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. You could tell the difference in quality was an up from the costumes. And then, you know, the, the colors of their bandanas were more bright and vibrant. Well, you know, I really liked this intro because you got Kino and you're like, as a kid, you're like, who's this guy? And then he does something cool. You're like, I like this guy. And then you, uh, the way they had the turtles like come in from the background, like, oh, oh there yeah. they are. And then, you know, the double take from Kino was awesome. And they just jump in the air and you and get that freeze. freeze frame. And then I love that you can see the trademark symbol next to it. Yep. Like, yeah, we know, buddy. Like, no one's going to copyright that. Oh, it was big business. No one was making Star Wars right around now. That's right. Yeah, I mean they they were they took the war. It was Turtle Mania. It was it was awesome. So like that first fight scene, you're right. It was almost like Jackie Chan fight yeah. fighting, like you know, comedy, comedy combat, if you will. Very and, much so. Yeah, and and it, and as a kid, it killed. And part of me just like the Donatello one we just talked about, where it's like this guy thinks this is a toy, even though he literally is seeing the other turtles fight. <laughs> but you know. We ate it up. Donatello was committed to the bit. That's right. Yeah. And I, I was sad to see Corey Feldman not voice Donatello. But I dude... was very bummed about that. The yeah. guy the guy who replaced him isn't bad, though. Yeah, I agree. I do think he did a good job. And, you know, as they just live in April's house, I think we get to see more of the teenage aspect of the Turtles in this one. Yes, that that 100 percent is one of the things that I do think this movie does well. Like, I, I think the fight choreography is really good considering we get, like, a sanitized kid version of the violence. Some of the jokes they're throwing, like, it feels like when you're reading or watching, like, any of the Spider-Mans and he's just constantly talking, I was like, oh, right, because they're teenagers. They're nervous. Like, this is their defense mechanism, even though they are ninjas. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I've seen this movie so many times. And I, I know when the jokes are coming and a lot of them still land for me as you know, and I, nostalgia glasses are on. I can't deny that, but I definitely uh, found myself chuckling at some of the stuff more than I thought I would. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and then it, there were a few points where I was like, who is this Ralph Nader line for? <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. So good. <laughs> I was like, what child heard this line and just assumed that he meant Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, it's so good. You know, I think what they did continue really well was like the Foot Clan. The Foot Clan looked great. Yeah. And 
the the way they recruited still going after teenagers they kind of took back from the the fast and the furious family dynamic understandably so but i i loved seeing like the random tryout process and for raf to yeah. help out kino that was really cool and everything that took place in the junkyard with the foot was some of the best stuff in the movie i kind of wish we'd gotten more more junkyard set pieces because that was such a cool lair and like and the fight scene that we do get there is really awesome on the note uh of the recruiting stuff I didn't know this until I read about it, and then I caught it on this watch. When they're by the Brooklyn Bridge and the dude's explaining to him, there is a very tall black dude standing next to Kino. That's Michael Jai White. Yeah. What? And yeah, I yeah, yeah. did not know that until this watch. Yeah, he's uncredited, but like I, I read it and I was like, that's Michael Jai White, like just standing there in a leather jacket, like waiting to go to Spawn? Ninja Camp. Yeah. Yeah, because I even said, I was like, God, yeah, this was like four or five years before Spawn. He's a baby. That's awesome. I bet maybe there's like unused footage of him fighting in like the Foot Clan tryouts because he's a really good martial artist. He is. I'd be I'd be very curious if that was like one of the like the deleted stuff is like, hey, here's more of this dude doing amazing Kung Fu. Beyonce caught this time when April goes to her building the first time. There is a Brooklyn lady outside that's talking to her with her husband. That's Susie Espin from Curb Your Enthusiasm. I knew I recognized her. That is so awesome. Here's the thing. Whenever I see someone in a movie who has a grocery bag, I always just notice the French baguette and the loose leaf lettuce. That's it's yep. like I feel like they just pass it to other movie studios. It's how you let That's people you know need. that you've got groceries. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one of those dumb tricks. Like in all the movies, they tie ribbons to the air conditioning unit or the fan to let yeah. deaf people know that the fan's running. Like, so that's, it's just one of those dumb things, but yeah. And also another one, if you guys didn't catch it, uh, even though it was not from the original, it was from the sequel of this franchise, a tray you from the never ending story. Part two is one of the foot clan soldiers. I did not Interesting. know that as a kid. I am 100% confident I did not notice the tonal shift, like, consciously, maybe subconsciously. But I, I loved definitely it. didn't notice it until this time. Right. As an adult and 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 after viewing it, like, oh, wow, yeah, this is way more kid-friendly. But I saw it as a kid, and I was like, yeah, ninjas. But, you know, I always liked Leonardo because of the swords, and he uses them once as, a like you say, a way to prop up. It's It's definitely a different movie, but it's very 90s. It's very fun. It definitely appealed to me as a child and the fact that vanilla ice is in it you're just gonna you're just gonna be like oh my god this is gonna be a fun ride maybe not for the right reasons but i'm gonna like it but i mean and, and that's the thing though like at the time fully made sense i understand why vanilla ice was in this movie when it came out like it the same reason why is docking in a nightmare on elm street 3 because at the time it absolutely made sense but also their song is way better than ninja rap <laughs> 100%. Dream Warriors is easily better it's than so Go Ninja The thing about, like, I mentioned this when we talked about Mutant Mayhem, is, you know, there's dated stuff, the language they say, it's it's very current. And and I think people are like, oh my gosh, that's that's so, like, cringe or whatever. But I think it's awesome. I think, like, you should date these movies. I love that we can look at Ninja Turtles through history and, like, just know what period these are in. And I think it's an awesome part of the Turtles because the Turtle characters, the Turtles story is timeless. You know, it's 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 just the hero's journey. It's got the personalities. It's teamwork makes the dream work, all that stuff. But 
it's great when you can put it in a, in a focal point of time that appeals to that generation. And I love that they keep getting changed and, and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I do like that every every decade or so we get another take at it. We get another version, usually a, a show and a movie, uh, not always related. Because uh, I actually I was talking with my roommate again after we watched uh, Secret of the Use the other night. Like, I really like the, the TMNT, the CGI one from like 07, I think. Like, yep. that one's really solid. Yeah, it is. We're doing that one. The first one was such a risk. The expectations for this one were way bigger, you know? Oh, yeah. And I I definitely drug my mom to this and, and she sat through it all. And I think I got it that Christmas, for the VHS and everything like that. I don't think Pizza Hut sold this one, though. You know, there wasn't as much like branding in this one, you know? No. Yeah, Unless... I noticed that, too. I mean, they, especially the opening shot scene of this entire movie is about five minutes of people eating pizza and none of it is branded. Like oh, the it's, pizza was looking well, good. It's, uh, it's, uh, what is it? It's famous Ray's, I think. Oh, but they called it Roy's. I wonder if they Roy's. Just... That's what. It, oh, okay. You're right. It was Roy's. So that's a real but place. It, famous it, it look, Ray's famous pizza is a real place. Yeah. Yeah. It looked and the the logo looked suspiciously like theirs. That's funny. I do remember as a kid being like, all of that pizza looks amazing. And then they got the the woman in the place. It's like the goofy movie pizza, you know? It's oh, yeah, oh, the cartoon they, pizza. Oh, they've done it. They did it again. They did it. But you know what, John, though? You bring up a good point. I wonder if uh, people were a little gun shy or pizza shy in this case, because, you know, <laughs> Pizza Hut did spend that money for them in the first movie. And they and Domino's was in it, Domino's. too. Yeah. Yes. So maybe people were just like, well, what the, why would we do that if they're not going to use or can be contractually obligated to use such? What do you expect? They're ninjas and they're teenagers. They're all amped up on, on hormones and they've got weapons. If you don't expect violence, I don't know what you expect. You know what? If they had weapons, why didn't they use them? Yeah, I'm just, I have never seen huh? uh, a movie with the word ninja in the title and not gotten some degree of violence. I was bummed that, you know, from the first one, that foot soldier who used to just carry the axes around. Yeah. We didn't see him in this one. I mean, maybe he got picked up by the cops, but I was hoping for axe foot soldier to come back. Yeah, not nearly enough edged weapons in this movie. <laughs> Let's talk about the um the actual villain part in this. With these new characters, though, did you think that they made a bad mistake not putting Bebop and Rocksteady in here with what they originally planned? So I was reading that was per Eastman and Laird, they pushed back against including Bebop and Rocksteady. So Toka and Razor were created as a substitution. I was a little bummed. I was like, ooh, a snapping turtle. It's going to be Slash, but it wasn't. But wow. I think I was happily surprised as a kid. Like, oh, these characters work and the fact that they're babies and that, you know, they're, they're really dumb. It's it's it, it was fun. It was fun to watch them play around with the turtles. Their mayhem was awesome when they got let loose on the street for destruction, the street, like biting oh, telephone yeah. poles. Yeah, yeah, and the and the suits look. I mean, the turtles and them too. They look amazing. Absolutely. Like, yeah, like yeah, they're clearly like suits, but like they still look really good. Yeah, yeah. For for ninety one, they look great, and you know they did dedicate this movie to Jim Henson because he passed before the release of this movie, yeah. or just mm -hmm. before the release. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, what a phenomenal look. I mean, look, you go back and rewatch Labyrinth. It doesn't look spectacular, but the things that look great look amazing. Yeah, they like they look as realistic as anything else that Jim Henson Creature Shop ever did. Yeah, I probably would have preferred Rocksteady and Bebop back then, but what we got was really good. I'm really glad that they actually got to be in video games later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I very much like the idea of them being babies and imprinting on shredder too yeah Yeah. and let's talk about shredder because (laughs) i loved the suit upgrade like he's like uh i'm gonna make a helmet but it's gonna have like buzz saws like yeah it was awesome i like the new suit i didn't realize until this rewatch that uh that actor playing shredder is francois chow who's been in a bunch of stuff but most notably for me he was the guy from the instructional videos for dharma in lost Oh, yeah, you're not. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so yeah. crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. But like that, that's the thing that like anytime I see him, it's like it's the Dharma dude from Lost. <laughs> but he doesn't play Super Shredder. We know no, he who plays not. Super that's, Shredder. Uh, that's big sexy. Yeah. Big sexy Kevin Nash, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Dude, he crushed it. I love, dude, the fact that the mutagen upgraded his suit somehow. Like, Yeah, yeah. It's like, ooh, it, it mutated more blades on more, <laughs> yeah. on the blades. Dude, but it's blades on be, blades. Like if if his suit didn't upgrade, it needed to because he's so skinny. And then his new upgraded helmet was so big. I didn't know if it was a life bobblehead or if it was his impersonation of Rick Moranis's character in Spaceballs. Like oh. it was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I love the look of Super Shredder as a kid. I was like, oh, that's crazy. My biggest complaint is the fight isn't, it's really non-existent. It's just. It's not a fight. Yeah. And that's obviously intentional for the violence thing. And, you know, maybe to teach kids a lesson to control your anger. But But yeah, it's it's very, it's a bit of an anti-climax. Because you're like, oh yeah, there's this upgraded evil shredder now. And it's like, oh, they just jump into the Hudson River and the dock (laughs) collapses on him. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah. Anticlimactic. I guess that's just as good as the end of the first issue where they all run their weapons through Shredder on a rooftop and then throw him into a garbage compactor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gosh. That was good. I love him awakening with the fist above the That was great. That was a great Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, well, dude, this is totally, like, not a big deal, but why was the trash heap so foggy? Like, steam was, like, coming out of the trash. I was like... You know. You know why that... Because it was hot. It. You know why. <laughs> there were some hot coils in there. <laughs> the Shredder looked cool, but he didn't do anything cool. Like, you know, he was such a good fighter in the first one. And it, Splinter was kind of under underutilized as well. Yeah, we literally, we get the we get the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves moment with the bow and arrow. And then he just, he just leaves the fight. Yeah, no, fully knowing Shredder is right there. His mortal enemy is right there. And then I love. How I think it's uh, Leo and Donnie, like, looks like we're on our own. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, uh, don't you remember this guy beat the ever living crap out of you guys? Like, yeah. Right? <laughs> like, dude's not out. Oh, hey, um, there are my adopted sons. I'm going to save them. Who's that over there? Oh, Arukusaki, the man who killed my owner and master. I'm good. And we have to talk about Vanilla Ice and how. They're supposed to be meeting at this abandoned construction site. This just also happens to be the underground club where Vanilla Ice, a very A-list musician at this time, is playing an underground show. They break in, 
And, you know, understandably, everyone's like, whoa. And then Vanilla feels feels the music. He gets the vibe like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have to rap about this. Yep. What are those giant turtles? Yeah, they're probably ninjas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't call them karate. It was he knew that's ninjutsu. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, that's what happens when musical fusion is created. It's just bliss, right? Like <laughs> inspiration. We watched inspiration happen on film yes. in real time. I like to think that they just let him free verse that. Like nothing was written before. Yeah, no, it was not written beforehand. <laughs> like they had the music, and then it was like, nah, throw out the old lyrics. I got something new. Let Vanilla handle this. There's an apocryphal tale. Producer Suge Knight at one point dangled vanilla ice over a hotel balcony, allegedly like threatening him over music stuff. Do you think that he actually dangled vanilla ice off the balcony because Suge Knight didn't get to be in Secret of the Ooze? If I had the opportunity to get into a Ninja Turtle movie, especially Secret of the Ooze, and my friend, the person I helped build the career, is the reason I didn't? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm letting go. I'm not dangling. I'm I'm dropping your ass. Yeah. Full on. Bye-bye. Oh you heard God. it here, Rob Van Winkle. We would have <laughs> let you fall. Yeah. You're lucky we weren't your producer. Rob Van Winkle. That's oh my gosh. way to call him out. <laughs> I'm sure he's happy. I, it's just like they had a whole choreographed dance, and then the turtles are like, oh, yeah. But I guess I actually have more faith that the turtles could do a choreographed thing they just would you know they're teenagers so they probably mess around with their martial artists and they're doing the the fist thing and it was cool like i know you talked about your love for donnie and i actually think they did a lot of justice for donnie in this one because you do see his science side you do see like his character like and the first one him and mikey are just comic relief to the wrath yeah. and leo show and i feel like donnie's the most fleshed out in this one absolutely <laughs> yeah and you get to see like him work with a scientist and like the, you know, his feelings of, oh my gosh, we we're just an accident, which, you know, all teenagers are. So, yeah. Donatello uh, with existential dread, very relatable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's always good when ninjas get together and dance and win over a crowd. It's all about the acceptance of being an adolescent. Uh, <laughs> the guy was like, I love this club. Like, that was great. That was, that was just yep. good classic writing back then. So, well, we're coming to the end of The Secret of the Ooze. And the secret I want answered is, what was your favorite scene? Let's start with our guest, Dustin. Really quick before I do favorite scene, I would be remiss. We have not mentioned how fantastic David Warner as Dr. Perry oh, is yes. in this. Nah. Uh, Rest in peace. Uh, he did just yes. pass away last year. Yeah. Yes. Star of stage and screen, also the voice of uh, Ra's al Ghul in uh, Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, among yeah, other mm -hmm. things. But yeah, David Warner is so amazing in this. He did. Yeah, let's talk about that for a little bit because this is a classically trained actor who just went in. Clearly, he's having a lot of fun, but he played it totally serious. Like he he nailed that archetype. Yeah. yeah. He easily is the best actor in the entire movie, period. I mean, just resident alone. And, you know, as he should, when he passed away, he has been credited for 227 different projects. Like, wow. that is insane. Yeah, hugely pedigreed actor, fantastic talent. Like, it's kind of weird, the degree of talent in this original trilogy. Because the first one, like, starting out, like, you know, he's, we we've seen now who he became, but you've got Sam Rockwell 
yeah. in a very small role. And then the next one, you get Stuart Wilson as the the main villain, the Englishman that brings the the guns to the samurai yeah. days and everything. But like, you know, another huge like English actor who's been in all kinds of stuff. Uh, my personal favorite of him is, is uh, Hot Fuzz. Yeah, like these kind of like huge like actors are like, they're, they're in a comic book movie. This is fantastic. Like before everyone was in comic book movies. You could right. say the Turtles mutated their careers. <laughs> you don't uh, have to say that though. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that that is, yeah. You got to respect people who who do a movie like this play it as serious they they take it serious they 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 know this is a fun you know kids comic book movie but it's serious it's important to people and they played it as such they they love the material just as much as we do so yeah you know what my favorite scene is <laughs> i actually have a couple like i said i love anything with donatello in this i really like the tgri lab like infiltration sequence from start to finish i think that's a lot of fun uh, as well as the junkyard set piece where they rescue Raphael, like that whole yes. sequence from start to finish is probably my favorite of like the action set pieces in the whole movie. Specifically, there's a moment that I lose my shit every time. And it's the very first time that we're introduced to Toka and Razar. And they come out and they're trying to kind of make heads or tails of Shredder. And then they both just go mama <laughs> and then like they start hugging him and like giving him little kisses and he freaks out and comes out and just screams they're babies i like it i like it what about you greg i you know i've always loved just stupid messy weird scenes i love that when they get the pizza in april's apartment and they act as if it's like a football play yeah like that's just so funny like go deep but he falls over the couch but he catches it with his side like dude that was so good i loved that whole bit the one time he actually uses his size in the whole movie <laughs> to yeah stab to a catch pizza. a piece of pie yeah that's which it. i don't even know they're too blunt to probably <laughs> i mean i guess if you enough turtle force could do it yeah he's it depends if it was thin or thick crust also yeah it's true it's brooklyn mm. style i imagine so thinner. Yeah. but yeah my favorite scene is you know me and my throwaway lines it's definitely the rescuing of Raphael at the junkyard and you're like it's a little too quiet that was a little too easy and then they're like there's rap and michelangelo says maybe a little too rap like yeah. that that joke that's, still lands it was no, that's good a, that's a good bit <laughs> And then Donnie uh, just has a watch on for some reason. He's like, right about now. And then they're like, oh, yes. <laughs> it's just so well done. It's it still hits. Oh, boy. Secret of the Ooze. You know, when we found the secret of the Ooze, I think we really found the secret of ourselves. So Yeah, there it is. There it is. So, Dustin, what do you rate in this movie out of 10? Uh... Just because I don't have kids, I'm gonna. I, I think it's a solid six out of ten. Solid six. It's enjoyable. I don't mind rewatching it, but if I got a choice, I'm gonna watch the first one every time. But yep. I wouldn't be mad about rewatching this one. I'm glad I rewatched this one. I haven't seen this one in a while, but I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. The humor's really good. A lot of it lands. There is some good fight scenes, not nearly as much as the last one, and it is cool to see Donnie's character fleshed out a little more. So, seven out of ten for me. Greg, 
leaning more towards Dustin's side. But yeah, I would say that this is probably the one I've watched the least. And it's definitely been the longest, I agree. Like, since I've watched this one, I'm looking very much forward to the next one because I do remember watching the third one a lot when I was younger. Um, I've just, I think I've always had a thing for time travel. So that's why. Um, But yes, I give this movie a six out of 10. So yeah, that's going to do it for Secret of the Ooze. Dustin, thanks so much for having us. Is there anything you want to promote? I, I am a comedian. I haven't done stand-up in a while. I've definitely shifted more into filmmaking since moving out to Los Angeles in the last couple of years. Although I do still do a lot of comedic work, just not necessarily stand-up. You can check out my filmmaking. I'm also a composer. I score a lot of projects, especially my own. You can find me on pretty much Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky, at Dustin Meadows. Uh, you can check out my YouTube. It's Dustin Meadows Comedy. Almost all of my short films and some some of my old stand-up and stuff like that are there. Uh, so yeah, check those out. Absolutely. And we're going to post links to all those below in the description. Nothing brings people together like the turtles. And, you know, I, I, I really appreciate Dustin coming in today. We've got more guests for this. And, Woo! you know, Dustin, we'll have to have you back for Spooky Month. We love reviewing the spooky oh, movies. Love spooky movies. I'm all about it. See this movie. See all the turtles. Go see the new turtles movie. Just turtle it up. Be turtly enough for the turtle club. And, and get out there and, and have a cowabunga day. We'll see you next time. We're going to roll on out of here and film nothing because I'm going to go to bed. Same. I'm going to go watch Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Hell Hi. yeah.